Boy, you gotta get. Uh, you can't even get away from Specs Heavy Metal. You gotta get uh, Twisted Sister in there, Duke. Got a boy. We're three for three on the Christmas song so far. Outstanding. Uh, time now for On the Mark. We hope. Uh, <laughs> powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. As we welcome in Mark Spector, fresh off a 16-hour snooze pattern. No? Spector, <laughs> oh, you there? <laughs> Spector, you there? You? Never mind you guys. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> this is one show. I was just getting an early start in the Christmas break. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Eddie was saying, yeah, that was great with Spec yesterday. It's pretty quiet on that. What's going on over there? <laughs> He's at the cabin. Remember, he doesn't hey. have good reception. Yeah, we might. I might just yeah, like quickly give Spec a call. Here. I'm just trying to, you know, keep it quiet. That's all. Oh, yeah. Are you really there, Spec? <laughs> I am here. Can you not hear me? Yeah, we can, but there's a bit of a delay, I thought, maybe. Uh, So Duke's kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're okay now. So uh, how are you, big fella? Doing great. Doing great. Watched a good hockey game last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one coming tonight. Life's good out here, man. What am I going to say? Yeah. Almost Christmas. It better be Christmas soon. I'm running out of money. (laughs) Preaching to the (laughs) choir. (laughs) Hey, you got got that new grandkid, too, so that's that's the X factor. Hey, it's fun. We got a bunch of people coming over, lots of food and shelk is cooking and buying presents and it's all good, man. It's all good. Life's good. It's Christmas time. Everyone uh, gets a chance to take a step back, maybe miss a show or two and uh, you know, <laughs> catch up with family and see everybody again. <laughs> are you are you doing it at the lake or in town? Do it at the lake actually. Wow. Do it at the lake. So it'll be uh Yeah, could use a little snow out here, but we talked mm-hmm. about that. Uh that's okay. We'll make the best of it. It should be fun. I think Pillman was still get looking. through one more hockey game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, one more game tonight. So uh, what did you make of last night, uh, the big third period, obviously, with uh, the three goals in 69 seconds? Yeah, I, I, I we're seeing a team that, that likes to take, you know, take things towards the edge a little bit. Like they had that terrible start, and then they dug their way out of it, and they lost three in a row, and they're trailing after two. And you think, man, you lose last night. You know, you, and, and if you lost tonight, that's a five-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they pulled it out of the fire in the third period. They really came out of the room and, you know, decided that this was a period they weren't going to lose. So, you know, I guess you can either you can either complain about the fact they dig the hole or you can give them credit for digging out of the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're good at both this season, aren't they? Yeah. Speck, I asked uh, KK this question earlier. And his answer, the question was, what is this team exactly? And his answer was, I don't know. I don't know from period to period, game to game, even shift to shift. And we've even seen that, in fact, with their winning. Uh, They're atrocious. They go on a hot streak. They go on another streak, like you said, that could have been potentially five straight. What is this team, in your opinion, man? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, it's all changed. What we thought this team was at the start of the year, we've... I think we've all recalibrated, right? This was a, lo- a lock for sure playoff team that was going to challenge for the top of the Pacific. So, okay, they're not going to challenge for the top of the Pacific. They're in a dogfight to make the playoffs still. Um, you know, what is this team? It's a good question, man. They, their offense, top offensive guys have been slow getting going. Uh, the power play hasn't been what we thought it was. 
You know, a couple guys we hope would take a step haven't taken that step. Although I like McLeod on Drysaddle's wing last night. Finally, he really showed some life in a hockey game, Kev. I thought that was a good deployment. Um, But what is this team? They're in a dogfight to make the playoffs. That's what this team is. And then when they get there, and if they get there, they're going to be that team that everyone says, "Man, that's not a first round opponent that we want." That's that's a good assessment. I don't I don't think, as I said, Teddy. I don't think anyone knows exactly what this team is uh, right now. And we did talk about it off the top. How Leon got a burst last night with McLeod uh, on the wing, but it sure leaves things open moving forward down the middle on lines three and four. And then Derek Ryan was hurt in the last shift last night. Uh, Sam Gagne was uh, took a stick to the face. Uh, Connor Brown could draw back in, but uh, the lineup tonight. What do you think we're going to see here? Like, I mean, can you stay with the same lines that you ended the game with last night, if assuming everyone's healthy, or do you still go back to where it was before? I don't know. Do you, you know, can you go with, can your third and fourth line center? So who are your third and fourth line centers? It would centers? be Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan at, he was your third line center last night. He was, he started the third yep. period uh, and he started the third period between Janmark and Kane. So he was your third line center. Yeah, and then James Hamlin was your fourth line center. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sure, short, short term. Mm-hmm. I think we've been saying here for a little while that the way this thing's unfolding, the top priority, you know, in the trade deadline that's actually fast approaching here. We're you know we're close to January. Um, the top priority is the third line center. Mm-hmm. It looks like Ryan McLeod isn't the man for the job, and maybe he's maybe he's more effective as a winger, and that's fine. Uh, so you can go with Ryan short term as your third line center, but not for very long, guys. Can no, you? I no, don't think so. No. Yeah, it just leaves too many holes. Yeah, too so, thin. Yeah. Too thin. Too thin. Too small. So, uh, what did you make of Adam Ernie last night? He he did was out battled for a puck in the neutral zone on the uh, third goal, but he came back with a doozy to really almost salt this one away. Yeah, it's a hard game, right? I remember, I know the play you're talking about, yeah. and he did. He lost the battle. I mean, there's so many battles within a game, you know, and we don't even think about that battle until it goes in the net. Then we go back on the tape and go, hey, who? Uh, what happened on this goal? Oh, look, he lost the battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that puck doesn't go in. We don't care that he lost that battle. So, you know what? The guy hasn't played since November 28th. <laughs> he came in and he made it, found a way to make a difference. Uh, the thing that I thought was different, you guys, is, and you've heard me, you know, moan about this before is I find when it's not going in for Edmonton, they just get cuter and cuter with the puck. Mm -hmm. They make extra passes. I thought the second period, you know, what did they, they outshot them 18 to six and got outscored two nothing. And I thought they were back to that. Let's make four more passes before we shoot. And I thought they came out in the third period, right? Ekholm fires a wrist shot at the net. McDavid buries a rebound. Uh, Drysdale gets a turnover. Doesn't waste any time. He fires a nice shot on that. He scores. And then Adam Ernie comes in as a fourth liner on a mm-hmm. two-on-one. And he doesn't try to make some pretty pass. He doesn't try to convert a two-on-one with yes. a, you know, a tap in. He takes it to the net and he scores a goal. I mean, good for him that it went in. But the point is, they played straight-ahead hockey and I think they were rewarded for it. That is so true, too. And when the times get tough, I see that myself. They try and get a little too cute and you need to be actually going the opposite direction. And you need to be grinding. 
uh, just getting to football a little bit. I know for a fact when I wasn't having success pass rushing against an offensive lineman or I would get pancaked, I'm going to try and run through your face the next few plays. And that's my goal. Whereas these guys with the Oilers, you got to get in front of the net. You got to get in the dirty areas. You got to bang it up a little bit. And to be quite honest, I just don't know if they have uh, those those horses, that style of player to do so, uh, to be that committed to that type of play. And that's the reason why we were kind of unsure about their identity. <laughs> well, that's fair. But you know what? Like it doesn't – it's – it's how would I say? It's more of a mindset. Like Ekholm takes that, you know, on the McDavid goal, instead of trying to make some play from 65 feet away, Ekholm just gets a shot through. Right. And the rebound, it, listen, there's some luck. And McDavid said it after the game. Sometimes you just need a break, but that puck falls on McDavid's stick. And, you know, how many guys around, you know, would have hung on to that puck as long as he did before mm. he scored a goal, you know, shot it and scored. Right. Yeah. Like that's, you know, sometimes you need grit and strength and size in front of the net. And on a play like that, I mean, McDavid's big enough and he'll go wherever he has to, but sometimes you need skill as well. And his skill created the first goal. Drysaddle, listen, how many guys put that backhander <laughs> top shelf? Oof, not yeah. not so, many. Maybe one or two. So, I, can't, I can't even lift yeah. it. <laughs> they can play that game. They got the skill. It, it's it's more in your brain to want to go to the front of the net than it is your size. I get it. If we're all five foot three, it's not going to work. But mm-hmm. they got enough size. They can play that game if they want. Mark Spector with us on Sports 1440. Uh, something you said on that third goal sort of uh, – uh, caught my ear, Spec, when you were mentioning about going back on the tape. But if you really go back on that tape, uh, watching the third goal, Evan Bouchard, and I, I hate to kind of go on Bouchard again here, but he was out for a minute and a half before he carried the puck into the New Jersey zone, backhanded it into the corner, and had ample time, ample time to get off for a change, elected to stay out. He, I don't know, I haven't looked at how long his shift is, but it must have been well over two minutes, and he was the guy that was kind of caught back. Just uh, He's gassed. He's gassed. Should have taken a change there. Uh, sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Uh, goaltending last <laughs> night, spec, Cal Pickard, solid, came up with some saves, uh, but back to Skinner tonight. Yeah, good enough. The goaltending was good enough. I, I, you, there's got to be a solution here still. Like, that, if that's a playoff game, you know, I, I don't know. Picker's a, a nice backup. He's an okay backup. But that's he's never going to be more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to Skinner tonight. Listen, you, you can't don't you can't complain. Skinner got a night off. Your team won. And I've been saying on this show for three weeks, sometimes this team just has to score five or six. Like, it, it, we're used to watching it do. Right. And if Picker's going to play goal and let in three, then they got to score four. And that was the case last night. Pickard was good enough, but it, what did he face, Kev? Twenty six shots or something. Made, let in three. Made, yeah, made in made twenty three saves. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah. You know, it was okay. Good enough. Uh, and his team bailed him out by scoring six. And that sometimes that's got to be your recipe in Edmonton is to just say mm-hmm. we'll get five tonight and hope our goalies don't let in more than four. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else uh, catching your eye for tonight, Speck? Is uh, before we let you go and get ready for another big holiday weekend coming up at the. Uh, the uh, spec residence out at the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's catching my eye tonight. I'd like to see, uh, you know, one thing I noticed last night, two things. I thought that the support was unbelievable Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of Ryan Nugent Hopkins was, was so good. Uh, He's really become, you know, they've mixed lines around here for however many years, but I'd say to you that if there's one guy that's locked on to McDavid, 
that really helps. Uh, it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's unbelievable good these days. And Hyman had it. What happened? Have seven shots on net, didn't score. <laughs> yeah. So he's probably due tonight. If I was a, a betting man, I might go to the window and uh, pick for a Zach Hyman goal tonight. Usually guys like him, once all those shots start coming, something's going to go in. I think Hyman had that spinorama kind of and ripped one off the crossbar there too. So oh, he was yeah, close. He's another, he's, he's another good player. I know, I know. listen, I'm the first guy. I know exactly the mistakes that Holland's made. There's a couple of bad contracts and things like that. We go over them ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think bringing in Zach Hyman is one of the best value contracts in the National Hockey League. Uh, and if, you know, Kane's been in a bit of a struggle here too, but he's another yeah. guy when he's productive and he's going, uh, that's another awfully good contract on these forward lines. What's your go-to beverage at this time of the year in the holiday season, Speck? Uh, it's changed we, over the years. It, can we just, is there one or do we, is there like nine or 10 or what? Uh, no, I used to have, I used to really enjoy an eggnog and rum. I, mm-hmm. I can't say that I drink much of that anymore. Maybe I'm, I'm getting older and I try not to take in, you know, 450 calories in one drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to, how to stop that spec. So you buy the eggnog light and then okay. you, I'm just wait, just listen. <laughs> Duke, so you gotta have, sp- you have to have spiced rum. Okay. So it's okay. you use spiced rum, eggnog light, about half of that, and then skim milk. And then oh, you have to have the freshly grated nutmeg. Oh, is that right? So now you're down to a couple hundred calories. Counting calories. Okay. Well, now I'm done. Just before I tie into that giant <laughs> Christmas meal of about 1,200 calories, that's good. 1,200, 12,000. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, there's a couple grand there at least. Yeah. Uh, how about- hey, look, I'm not I'm not the picture of health or anything, but I'm doing my my best oh, here. I'd like to make it to next year's show. Fabulous. If you don't mind. <laughs> Fabulous shape, Spec. Uh, have a have a wonderful Christmas, big guy. Uh, all the best to Shelka and the family, and and uh, we'll see you after I guess Boxing Day on the 28th or so, somewhere in there. 27. Okay, and all the folks out there, you guys have a yeah. Merry Christmas, Eddie, Kevin, Christmas and all the spec- folks out there listening, yeah. putting up with us all these all these mornings. Uh, Merry Christmas <laughs> to everybody, and uh, put your feet up, enjoy your family a little bit now. Yeah, thanks, Beck, appreciate it. Thanks for everything you've done for the show. Um, that's uh, Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice, energized by Booster Juice. You can get the boost you need at Booster Juice. Oh, wow. We're going right to, now we're going to talk goaltending, Eddie. We're going to be, and we can talk goaltending around the league with Carter Hutton, who was a longtime NHL goalie. Or lack of goaltending, <laughs> i.e. Toronto. Point. Oh, boy. Oof. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Uh, after giving up nine, the Sabres score nine. Yeah. Wow. A day later or whatever. Uh, that's coming up. Carter Hutton, uh, right after the break uh, on Sports 1440. It's Carius, it's Steel, more right after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program. You know, Duke, too, I think out of all the Christmas songs, that's my least favorite. I just hate that song. I hate it. I don't know. if You, you like it, Eddie? Or I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't loathe it the way you do. Yeah, it's off the playlist for next year. <laughs> Time now for our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. They are sports fans like all our listeners, and our Pump Sports Talk Radio is back. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Carter Hutton from Daily Faceoff, former NHL goaltender. Carter, you're with Kevin Carey's Eddie Steele. Good morning. Thanks for coming back to Sports 1440, and best of the season to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. And I agree, you got to get rid of that song. <laughs> ah, <laughs> boom. Right. There he is. Thanks, Carter. Appreciate your help. Um, you know, when you think of goaltending around the league, 
I guess, can you put your hat on to look at it as a perspective all-encompassing around the league and compared to maybe a few years back, uh, back to when you were playing, where would you say it is? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it about the same? How would you describe that? It, it seems a little top-heavy right now. It seems like there's teams that are set, that have their guys, that they know who they are, they have their identity, and then there's teams where it's, you know, you talk about Edmonton, it's, it's what is the plan here? You know, is it, are we riding Skinner the whole way through? Um, you look at a lot of teams dealing with injuries right now and where you're seeing number threes that are getting a lot of time. So it's one of those things where you need depth, but then at the same time, it's can you find the guy that gets the job done when it matters, right? And that's the tricky part with goaltending, right? Everybody wants their star, but at the same time, we've seen it many times in the playoffs or down the stretch, you need a guy to get hot at the right time. Yeah, I mean, we look at Vegas last year, and Aiden Hill, he was what number in their organization on the depth chart? Wasn't he four or five? And boom, yeah. comes out with the Stanley. So, Carter, you talked a little bit about uh, Skinner and the situation going on here with Edmonton, and that's the elephant in the room here. So let's just talk about it. Jack Campbell clearly has lost all his confidence, lost his ability to play high-end hockey. What do you do with a guy like him in his contract? That's the tough part, right, with that contract. And, you know, is it, a, is it somewhere you could go maybe to Arizona where they can take on that money, but you're going to have to give up a lot for them to take it. You know, they have two good goalies down in Arizona, and maybe they want to move on somebody, but what are you willing to give up to get that 1A, 1B with Campbell? Or is this, are we feeling okay having Picard being the guy in case something happens to Skinner? So that's where you're at with that team right now. And it's tricky because I look at, I always compare it to last year where, you know, I thought Jack was a bit of a liability down the stretch where Stewart was playing so many games down the stretch when it got to the playoffs, he didn't have that extra jump to be ready to go because once you get in the playoffs, there's no time to catch up, that's for sure. Carter Hutton with us on uh, Sports 1440. I'm I, thinking that you caught a peek at the Oilers-Devils uh, game last night, and if you didn't, or maybe you did, uh, what did you make of Cal Pickard in goal here? I thought he was solid, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where you're kind of going to get what you get from him, right? He's a veteran guy. He's been around a long time. I just like the idea they're playing him. They have to start playing him. You know, it's one of those things where you can't play Stewart every game. You, you have to get him in there. And he's done fairly well, right? You look at his numbers. He's just under 900. He's had a few games where he's given up a few more than he'd like, I'm sure. But I think at this point, you have to start getting him in there. And as you start to look for the trade market, if you try to find somebody – there's so many teams right now looking for goalies and teams that have the extra goal. You know, you look at Montreal, you look at Arizona, they're holding their cards close to their chest, right? Because they know the longer they closer to the trade deadline, the value of these guys just keeps going up and going up and going up as these teams that are trying to be playoff contenders and make a run need goalies. Uh, you know, and even Detroit, everyone was thinking that was a place you could get a goaltender out. Now, with injuries, you're going, ah, it's a good thing we, we kind of hung on to these guys. Uh, one other thing in the Oilers organization, how much have you seen of uh, Olivier Rodrigue? And what do you make of him? And I think right now, the Oilers as an organization have just said, you know, you're going to play more than Campbell. And before that, it wasn't the case. So just a, a comment on Rodrigue in Bakersfield. You know, it's one of those things where you, his numbers have been so good and he's played so well, right? So when Campbell went down, we thought Jack was going down to get a few games, kind of get the rust off and, you know, hopefully find his confidence where he spiraled, right? So it's, you've got to get the young guy back in there playing well because he is your future in that sense. But at the same time, I understand why you want to keep him in the minors because, you know, getting up to the, the NHL level and rushing a guy could be dangerous as well. You look at 
Buffalo situation with Uka Pekalukanen and Devin Levi, these goal, young goalies that they've rushed into the league, and they've had their struggles, right? It's a little easier to struggle in the American League when you're not in front of 20,000 fans every night, especially in a market that is demanding a winner right now. Hey, Carter, up in the show, what's the most goals you've ever let in in a game? Oh, man, you're going to ask me that on air, right? <laughs> um, I, think, I think I gave up eight one time solo, um, mm. and then one time me and Jake Allen gave up ten uh, both were in Columbus, actually. So the cannon was getting its work that night. They were that thing was going off nonstop when I was in there. And uh, I think when when it was me and Jake in St. Louis, he started, he got pulled, then I went in, I got pulled. I think we, we went, we swapped back and forth a few times. I know Hitchcock wasn't uh, too shy about pulling goalies. Okay, so <laughs> with that being said, how do you bounce back? What's your mindset like? Because I've had I played pro football a decade in the CFL, and I had some tough games too. And I know how I would bounce back. How do you, as a hockey player and a goalie, especially, bounce back from something like that? I think just trying to first off separate yourself from social media and everything that gets said about you. And uh, you know, one of those ones you just got to park right. And that's for me. I think there was a maturity level too. Um, where sometimes when you're a younger guy and you haven't dealt with that stuff in the minors or on the way up, you know, you don't really have nothing to fall back on. So I think for me, it was just getting back to work, right? Simplifying my game, finding ways to just work it out of my system where sometimes when you start to overthink and you want to do too much, you know, you see that right now with, you know, in Toronto, it's been a bit of a mess for Samsonoff as well. And, you know, this is times where, you know, Campbell, these guys, you got to get back to your basics and just work your way out of it. Cause at the end of the day, that's the thing that's going to, you know, find you the clarity to play well again. Carter Hutton, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, one of these uh, months in the new year, Carter, we'll get you on on a Tuesday with Grant Fuhrer. He's our co-host on Tuesdays, and you guys can bounce some stuff off him. When uh, Eddie asked you the question about how many goals he let in, it reminded me of a story when uh, Grant was talking about uh, when he was in Toronto and Felix Potman was there, and Grant let in about nine, and he was coming off the ice, and Felix said to him uh, something to the effect, you know, tough one, da 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 whatever. And Grant says, what are you talking about? If it wasn't for me, it would have been about 14 or 15 in (laughs) yeah there's those nights too right I know there's some nights where I remember when I was playing in Buffalo for three years there you know we'd lose 5-1 and I was the best player on the rink right so it's it's sometimes it's a product of the situation you're in and that's why I always laugh sometimes when friends judge box scores right Mm -hmm. they'll they'll look at a game and be like oh they lost and they only they give up five on you know 20 shots and you're like well 20 of them were grade a chances because there's nights where you know I've played and you had 40 plus shots and it's it's been the easiest night of your life right so Sometimes you have to see the game and see what's given up to really get a judge of it and a feel for how the goalie played. So I think uh, Carter, Eddie was sort of alluding to with the amount of goals going in last night with Toronto and the Maple Leafs. How would you, I guess, assess what's happening in goal with uh, Toronto right now? Honestly, for me, it kind of gives me this Jack Campbell vibe with Samsonoff. You know, he's a guy that every time they roll him out to the media, he just says stuff that makes you doubt him, and it looks like he doubts himself right now. And, you know, he needs to get out of that limelight, right? You know, playing in the Canadian market, we understand the pressure that comes with it. But I, for me, I believe in this number three goalie they have, Martin Jones, right? It's not mm-hmm. like he's a young guy and he has experience, right? He's played in the Stanley Cup final. He's done a lot of stuff. And his game is simple and compact, right? He's a guy that can get you to the promised land, I believe. And for them, it's just a matter of getting Joseph Wall back. He's been lights out this year. So I think they kind of have to run with Jones at this point. I think Samsonoff, I don't really see how you can get him back in the net at this point if it's not going to the minors or if it's just giving him some time to try to recollect himself until Wall gets ready to rock here. Carter, just curious, can you give me your top three goalies in the league right now just off the top of your head? 
Yeah, I think off the top of my head, I'd have to go. I, I, I still put Vasilevsky in the question, right? He hasn't had the mm-hmm. great numbers, but just with his track record, he's got to be up there. Uh, I like Hellebuck in Winnipeg, just his consistency. And right now, the other guy that is kind of first on the scene, I could probably argue for number three between the two Russians, Sorokin and Shesterkin, mm-hmm. but I love Jake Ottinger. I think he has really matured into a great goalie, and he's a guy that we're going to see you know, when he bounces back from this injury. Hmm. Uh, what do you make of the tandem going on uh, on the island with New York right now? No, I I honestly think it's pretty good. Um, those guys are just like they're so they're so well trained, right? They're like robots. I remember when Sorokin first came in. I remember playing. I think I played my first game against him. I don't know if I was in that or on the bench, but he doesn't have an overwhelming presence, right? When you talk about some of the bigger goalies in the league, but he's so connected to the puck and he's so sharp. And the way that these guys are. I, I feel like as soon as they can walk, they have goalie skates on and they're training the right way. So it's impressive to watch, and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that division, right? The Islanders are starting to play very well right now, and the Rangers have been awesome. So it's going to be a battle to see who gets in in that division. Carter, there's been a ton of talk here in Edmonton about the goalie coach. Uh, and, you know, the, he's been here through a lot of uh, down times with uh, netminders. I just want you and as a good form- times too. And good times. And good times. But a lot of people um, point to the negativity. And mm-hmm. I want you, as a, someone who's been in that room with the coaches, to tell the, the listeners what that relationship is like and how much influence does a goalie coach have in your game? He does. You know, I, I think a lot of times he is a buffer zone, right? You know, there there can be very critical, you know, from the GM to the head coach about goaltending, especially when things aren't well, right? It's one of those positions where when things are going well, not everyone's letting you know how good you are. And But then when things go bad, right, it's easy to point the finger. So I think the goalie coach needs to do a good job of, you know, buffering that for you and also sometimes simplifying it, right? We The position can get so complicated, but at the end of the day, it's, the stuff we've learned when you're, you're eight, nine, ten years old is, is some of the same stuff you're doing at the pro level every day, right? The mechanical stuff. So for me, I tried to always, you know, keep it simple with my goalie coaches, but also I think they need to have a feel for the players, right? Like, what does he need at this time? Does he need a does he need a kick in the butt, or does he need me to just hey? take today, get away, go, you know, go home, see your family, whatever you need to do. So I think that's where the relationship building is so important, less than just like a skills coach. Sometimes they can be like a life and mental coach as well. Carter Hutton with us on uh, Sports 1440. Uh, one last team to talk about here that I wanted to mention, and that's Calgary. they got three pretty good goaltenders, and Jacob Markstrom comes back, has played extremely well in the two games, had 25 saves in the shutout last night over Anaheim. Uh, what do you make of uh, the crease, I guess, as a whole in Calgary? You know, I, I like their depth, right? Like, Wolf has been really good, and he's been outstanding in the American League. Obviously, his size is his knock against him, right? But you look at a guy like UC Saros, who can get it done. You know, when you're that small, it almost like you have to be so much better at everything else because you just don't have the natural gift of, of size that takes up space, especially with the amount of traffic at the NHL level. And for me, Markstrom is one of those guys that he's just kind of Jekyll and Hyde, right? The way he plays, he's so active in the net. So if he's off a little bit, it seems like his game is off a ton but he looks strong right now and and for me flatter just hasn't had the season that we expected i think compared to what was you know the expectation set for him so it'd be interesting to see what goes on there you know wolf seems like he's ready to make the jump is that a piece that can get moved for calgary to try to you know get wolf up the nhl and Vladder can go somewhere else where they want to try to have push him as a 1d hey uh, carter thanks so much for taking the time uh, this morning uh, and at this time of the year what's your favorite uh, holiday beverage do you have a go-to? Oh, I, 
I think I'd have to go with just a little rum and eggnog. I don't really drink it too often. It's a little thick, but I, I usually knock a few of those down, and who knows what else we get into around the holiday season because now I have no worries about going back on the rink, so it's a little bit nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, anything special planned for the holiday season for you? Uh, we just enjoy the time with the kids, right? They're off for a little while, and I do a little hockey camp in uh, town here at goalie school for a few days. It's kind of a Christmas camp, so that's always fun getting out with the kids and uh, you know, kind of trying to give back to uh, people that help me out, so oh. pay it forward. Good stuff. Well, uh, thanks for coming on again. Uh, have a wonderful uh, holiday season and uh, best of 2024. Uh, thanks very much, Carter. No problem, guys. Have a great holidays. All right, that's Carter Hutton on our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. There's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. And Duke, as I was thinking about that, um, Carter was on with Grand Fear the one day. Now that I'm thinking about, but again, I was I was thinking, ah, uh, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was, he uh, was. I'm pretty sure yeah, he yeah, was the, that yeah, day. Car- the first time Carter came on yeah. was with uh, was, so, was Fierzy. Now I'm thinking the way he was thinking. You don't even remember. He's I could hear him. I'm hearing him through the microphone, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. I, I I would think that uh, Carter, like many of our guests, when like small mix-ups like that happen, I think they understand. Obviously, yeah. we have uh, anywhere between like five and seven people on per, per day, day. And, yeah. and we're on to what uh, what was it uh, this morning? Seventy-seven. This is show seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Okay, shows. yeah. So, seventy-eight. Uh, I I think they can understand yeah. it, and 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 a guy like Carter. He's doing tons of hits every day and stuff, too. So uh, who knows? It might have even uh, slipped his memory. He would remember Grand Fuhrer. Well, uh, yeah. uh, I I think I remember him saying, you know, uh, an idol of his growing up and stuff. So I'm sure he uh, recollects it thoroughly. At least I remember. Hey, that's a lot of topics covered, fellas. You're doing good. You're doing good. We've got a lot of comments coming in from our uh, listeners as we head into the Christmas break. We'll get to some of those. And are you in or are you out? Coming up with Eddie Steele right after the break. Well, Duke, that's top three, top four. Sammy Kershaw. The one and only. Salt of the earth, Sammy Kershaw. Yeehaw. You like it? You like that, Eddie? Yeah, I like that. Out of all the country guys, you like uh, Sammy? Is he up there for you? Uh, I'm not even going to sit here and... <laughs> yeah, man, I've never even heard of Sam Kershaw, but it, it sounded good. Yeehaw. We were talking about it, uh, I think... Last week or the whatever the the, the bluegrassy you know and they got the you know the blowing in the the whiskey bottle the uh, big jugs the whiskey jugs and the, the big jug with the two X's on it yes ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah the big canters I got one of those in the freezer um, oh boy uh, keep in mind uh, Kevin Carey said he's still here with you on Sports fourteen forty and that Eddie is brought to you by Bonton Bakery celebrating a birthday this weekend maybe you're watching the Oilers game with the Rangers tonight. Maybe you're looking for a tasty holiday stocking stuffer. Bonton Bakery has everything you need. You can order online at bonton.ca, and they are going to be just jammed mm. today, get your tickets. tomorrow. Yes, get your tickets. So, um, last show of the year for us, big guy. It's yeah. kind of sad. It's been a heck of a start for you boys, that's for sure. Four, four months, yeah, we were saying show 78, Saul 78. It's uh, gone by fast, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. It has. Our shows always go fast, mm-hmm. too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and w- we really appreciate everyone for listening. Some texts coming in, one 401 Good morning. Happy Friday from the King of Fort Nasty. Today, I just want to say thank you for all that you do. There was a time in my life quite recently where it felt like something was missing. Then you guys came onto the air. I love our weekly interactions. Look forward to listening every day. Keep up the great work. All the best to you and your families. Uh, this Christmas, and we'll hear you next year. Merry Christmas and Daiboja. Love it. Uh, King of Fort Nasty. Pillman says, happy Friday, gentlemen. Thanks for the awesome job you guys do every day. Uh, Merry Christmas. Tiger says, uh, Kelvin, 
<laughs> Eddie and Duke, Merry Christmas, uh, guys. Uh, hey, boys, it's Playoff Al. Just wanted to wish you all happy holidays. So uh, thanks for everybody for all those uh, uh, great messages. And uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all our listeners. So are you ready for one more? The the last, the this is the last interview out for, for Eddie Steele of 2023. I assume we'll have him next week, Duke, just you and I. They might be about two hours of the show. Oh, oh yeah. We'll be, <laughs> I'll be cooking up some gems for just you and me, Kevin. We'll really be digging into the sifting through the deep stuff, as uh, as we say back on the farm. All right. Here's Are You In or Are You Out with Eddie Steele. We had some great time. We're about to have some more. I know that look. I'm putting together a team. Then I'm in. Just when I thought I was out. Are you in or are you out? On Sports 1440. I'm out. All right, Duke. All right, gentlemen. Let's uh, head into the holiday season uh, with a a great new batch of uh, in or out statements. Starting with last night's oil game, uh, Ryan McLeod going up against his brother Mikey on the Devils. Uh, McLeod with a couple goals. I'm saying if McLeod had not got on the score sheet last night, he would have been the healthy scratch tonight versus the Rangers. I am out on this, and not just because he scored twice, but I'm out. I'm saying he was very close, but he probably would have played tonight, and if he... Hadn't had a performance tonight, then I would think maybe after Christmas he might have sat a game. And I think Connor Brown is some kind of upset right now as well. Needed uh, a firecracker in his, you know what? So uh, Ryan McLeod uh, took notice, got the message, came out. Uh, It was great that he was playing against his brother. His parents were there. But I am out. I think uh, had he not even scored, he would have played tonight. I agree. I am out on that as well. And solely because of the depth and the numbers game, Connor Brown hasn't been getting it done, just like you said. Um, And I don't think that they would sit McLeod for Brown at this point. It's getting close, but it hasn't gotten there yet. So solely for that fact, I'm out that they would have sat McLeod for this upcoming game. We saw the Oilers chase uh, starting goaltender for the Devils, Akira Schmid, uh, very early in last night's contest. And shout out, actually, we had a text yesterday morning in the preview mm-hmm. saying, the, uh, predicting that that would happen, uh, chasing the goaltender starting 10 minutes. Uh, Vitek Vanacek did not fare much better, of course, the three goals in 69 seconds. And as a result, I'm saying the New Jersey Devils will be the ones trading for a new goaltender before the Oilers do. I am going to be in on that. I don't know a ton about the Devils organization, but all I know is Ken Holland is patient. Mm-hmm. You know what, Eddie? I'm going to say I'm uh, I'm uh, in on this as well. I'm going to say I'm in that the Devils will trade for a goaltender before the Oilers do. So I agree with the patience thing on, on uh, Ken Holland's. Uh, how he reacts, what he does. Oh, man, this is a close one. I'm going to say, I'm actually, I'm reversing. It just, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to say that the Oilers will trade before the Devils do. I think uh, somehow, one of the, uh, maybe, maybe Schmid comes up again. Uh, Vanacek was, I mean, he was okay in the second period yesterday. Just that, I mean, three goals in, in 69 seconds. And a lot of them, when you look at the goals, you know, Connors was, you know, what's he supposed to do with that? Leon's Leon. a world-class goal. Uh, after a turnover by ball, that's a massive turnover. I fault him on the Ernie goal. That goal he should have stopped. But 
I'll go the other. I'll go the opposite. The the motivation behind this being a, I don't think either goaltender played particularly well last night. Vanacek was fine in relief, but also with the new additional money that uh, likely to come the Devils' way with Dougie Hamilton headed to LTIR, mm. uh, freeing up some uh, areas. And, and I mean, hey, this isn't a new uh, new rumor for the Devils. All summer they were linked to Connor Hellebuck, uh, him off the board now with his new extension. But I do think there's enough names out there, and the Devils. Not off to the start they wanted, uh, looking to repeat last season's success uh, back to the playoffs and beyond. So I think um, they'll be uh, they'll be quick to pounce uh, following the uh, roster freeze here heading into the new year. But uh, moving over to a little crossover action between the NBA and NHL. A great picture online yesterday of uh, Victor Wembanyama and Connor Bedard surfacing the two number one picks. Minor difference in height between the two players, only about three feet total um, between them. Both their teams toiling at the bottom of their respective league standings, the, the Spurs losing to the Bulls last night. Um, I'm saying that the uh, the Spurs and Wemby will be back into the NBA playoffs before Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks return to the NHL's spring dance. I'm going to be in on that just because both sports have five guys on the, uh, the respective playing field mm-hmm. or the ice or the court, I should say. Uh, but the difference is in basketball, one guy really can change a team. One guy can dominate a game. And you can really win with one horse scoring 30, 40 points, and you have a decent supporting cast. Hockey's a little bit different in that sense because your best player is still only going to play 20 minutes a game, a third of the game. Whereas basketball, your best player is typically playing 40-plus minutes a game. So I think... Uh, the superstardom and the way an uh, individual can control the game mm-hmm. is the difference there. Like your take, Eddie, but sorry, I'm going the other way. I think Connor Bedard and the Hawks will be back in the playoffs before Wemby. Uh, first of all, I, I mean, yes, that picture was all over social media and things like that, but I think they could have played this up way more. What do you think, Duke? Did you see the clips of uh, like Wemby Yama learning how to shoot? Yeah. Yeah, but so there, there was a lot of great content coming from, but that picture uh, was kind of the oh, pinnacle of it, I think. I, mean, I think he should have had him holding him like a baby or something. <laughs> Yeah, man, you guys thought DeHarnay's stick was long. Oh, Imagine a stick for Wemby, man. But I just think Chicago's got a whole, whole bunch of draft picks. They need to. They this is a big trade deadline for them. They've got to get some guys that are sort of on the way up, not just picks, not just prospects, but guys that are just ready to make that breakout to be established on the brink. On the brink, if you want to call it that. So figure out who you can move here. I mean, Dickinson's going to be on the move. You have to move him. See what you can get. Uh, be smart again with your draft picks. Be smart again in free agency. Figure that out. Who knows? Maybe a guy like Patrick Kane goes back there. Something down the road. Uh, so I'll go the Very other way. I'll say, I'll say Bedard and the Hawks. Make it first. Uh, shifting over to the NFL, we saw Thursday night uh, action between the Rams and Saints last night. Pretty decent game, providing a little bit more clarity to the NFC playoff picture. But over on the other side, the AFC, Miami Dolphins, they currently sit second in the conference, but have a final three games against the Dallas Cowboys, Baltimore Ravens, and in-division rival Buffalo Bills. I'm saying they lose all three games and at 10-7 and seven, miss the playoffs. Okay. Uh, I am out on this. I think... Even if they lose all three, something's going to happen. Even all your metrics. It's possible. It is possible. possible. But I think that Miami beats Dallas this weekend. I I think Dallas can't play on the road. I think Miami plays okay at home. This could be 48-45 or something like that. But every time we say that, it's like a 2017 game. 
but I like Miami to beat Dallas. I mean, Dallas is favored. No, Miami's favored by a point. Is that correct? I believe that's the current yeah. line, yeah. So yeah. it's a pick em game. Yep. So uh, I'm with you, KK. I'm out on that. And actually, I don't think it's going to be Dallas or Baltimore they beat. I think Miami's going to beat Buffalo. Ooh. Division game, rival to end the year off. I think that's who they're going to do it. They got their lunch fed to them by the Bills earlier oh, this did, season. Oh, the Bills hung 70, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that they, they're going to come back and play them tough for sure. All right, gentlemen, to round out our final holiday edition of In or Out. Uh, tomorrow, December 23rd, is the annual tradition of Festivus, if you so choose to celebrate. And one of the yeah. main elements is the airing of grievances, which I think regardless of if you celebrate Festivus or not, every family should partake in, if nothing else, just to uh, clear the air and start the new year afresh. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I'll Ed? go first. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. in on this. I'm yeah. in. This is a good thing. Any healthy, real relationship, you got to air this stuff out, get the truth out there if you want to flourish. So I'm in on that. You know, this, because I lose my train of thought here all the time, one of the top lines from the Festivus um, episode in Seinfeld is uh, obviously Frank Costanza saying you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe I lost my train of thought I lost my train of thought that is all time that is yeah. one of the funniest lines <laughs> lost from that my whole series I, it happens to me 50 times a show I lost my train of thought <laughs> so I'm going to go yes I'm totally in on this Duke plus I'm not even going to stop it I'm, I'm going to say this should be almost Wow, a monthly. How about a monthly? Uh, a, yeah, and, and you if know. you just do it once a year, that's a lot of grievances that can get built up, and yeah. uh, then you do have yeah. a a, a, yeah. Yeah. Frank, yeah. a Frank Costanza. And you, you Kruger, my son <laughs> tells me your <laughs> company stinks. Especially if it's a nice, safe space, and then once the conversation's done, you move on. You don't yeah. carry that on. Uh, is it pushing uh, pushing my agenda too much if I say feats of strength should also be that Our in-house sports yeah. 1440 feats of strength. Why, just, uh, Schlemko, Laddie, and Eddie, and oh. Sean, Bra- <laughs> Sean Brown just grappling with each other. <laughs> yeah, and Bob, I, I just skirt around the perimeter and uh, maybe throw in some yeah, you're on my team, dude. Oh, yeah. You're on my team. The, the poll would be out, right? What, oh, yeah. The Festivus yeah. poll. Yeah, I wouldn't be on Laddie's team. He was dogging me yesterday for, uh, yeah, for, not, for not getting the link uh, across properly because he only he only uses safari instead of google chrome the the text that laddie sent in yesterday was uh tell duke he has one job to do one job (laughs) and so did laddie he had one he had one hit to make oh man well i was i could do the festivus ones all the time this was awesome that's fun oh Big fan of Festivus. Can't wait to get my uh, my poll up tonight. So do you do you really have one? I do at the farm. Yeah, okay. I made one out of some because obviously there's lots of stainless steel piping and stuff for the ah. uh, the dairy barn. So some old so. pieces that the uh, the seals are broken on the end. I just fabbed up a little two by uh, two by four cross beam on the bottom, cut a mm. hole, and stabbed my uh, my my stainless steel pole in the middle. I like its uh, strength to weight ratio. A little yeah. heavy, but very strong, obviously. Before we run out of time and my time is up at nine o'clock, I just want to take a minute and say just uh, how good of a job both you guys are doing, KK and Duke, man. You guys, the texters let you know, but I want to say it's been a pleasure working with you guys. And Duke, man, you, you're you not the, the face of things KK is, <laughs> oh. but man, you do you do a heck of a job back there. And I, I'm really impressed by your work, Duke. Just want to let you know, brother. Very, very kind words, Eddie. Much appreciated. Oh, and yeah. uh, I'll obviously let uh, Kevin wrap up your break with you, but happy holidays to you and the family, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you in the new year. Yes, yeah, sir. But we appreciate you, Eddie, coming in every Friday. I mean, this is... Obviously, you got a 
full-time job and you're busy with everything with family. But when we talked about this, you went, man, I was hoping you'd call me. Remember yeah. that? You know, I do, man. I was hoping I do. you'd call me. And, we, and then we, you know, we said, well, what day works, what time works, we'll make anything work. Yeah. But I can honestly say, and this is no disrespect to our, our you know, our other co-hosts, but Eddie comes in because this is, you've had a background in this. You come in prepared in the sense where you've, you write out your things, you, you make your notes, you do this, you do that. If you watch a game, like you watched the Oilers game last night, I'm sure you, like you say, you have your pad. And I paper couldn't there. do it if I didn't. Yeah. And, and I do the same. And Laura was saying to me last night, like, like, why are you like, and I go, well, you want to, I want to be prepared. I don't want to sound like a dummy. And yeah. if something triggers by just looking at a note, and I, I did this when I was at Global every night. Totally. You would write notes, just make little notes. Prepare for success, you man. Know, you have to. So, uh, but we really appreciate our, our listeners. We get the comments all the time about, uh, you know, your ability to, and again, being a football guy, it's a lot of football guys couldn't go what you do and branch off into hockey just like that mm. and, and have the, the knowledge and wherewithal to kind of like just your questions with Carter and stuff like that, you know, like that's, that's yeah. what it's all about. So yeah, I appreciate that. So, and, and ultimately too, the listeners, thank you guys all. Yes. Well, we couldn't do it without no. our listeners for sure. So Eddie, thanks for this. Have a wonderful holiday. And you and Steph and the kids, are go, you're going to go out to Iowa for a little bit yeah, after? Yeah, going down. My sister's down in Des Moines, Iowa. So uh, going to spend some time with some family and be together. So it'll be a good season. Find some Field of Dreams, cornfield. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's warm. Yeah. I think it's Is like it? plus 10, 11 right now. So yeah. yeah, it'll be a warm winter. Would you be able to catch any football done? Is there anything? Yeah, I was actually looking. I, I didn't uh, see any anything near where they're mm-hmm. going to be at but uh in some rivaling states there's going to be some games i don't know if i'm going to be yeah. willing to drive but yeah. yeah well merry christmas buddy and thanks for coming on we'll see you in the new year all right boys keep an eye out i'll be mall, mall walking with my wife <laughs> we'll probably see you again in an hour here or something like that so <laughs> uh when we come back top of the hour uh, we're going to talk a little local skiing and uh from snow valley it'll be a tim day coming on uh from uh the uh, Snow Valley Ski Club. Uh, he's uh, with the marketing and uh, comms, and uh, we'll talk about how tough it is for you know right now with no snow at uh, at Snow Valley and things like that. Um, before that, time now for a sports update brought to you by Snow Valley, and of course they're open right now, and uh, it's. Open for the season. Be sure to support your local ski and snowboard shop and get ready to ride the valley. You can visit snowvalley.ca today. Here is the Duke.